You want me All to right. take it? Let's play the intro. Well, play the intro music. Three, two, one, go. Okay, back for the first time in a year. We have the We Three Bears with DJ alongside us today. And uh, yeah, today we're doing, just like last year, the, the fantasy football draft recap. I think last year, me and Connors went pretty well. I thought it went well. Um, you know, a few days later, DJ and Evan, you guys did your own. That is um, true. Well, I guess we're collaborating this year. So, so I'm excited for this. Yeah, hopefully some disagreements. You all, all these We Three Bears viewers might remember me as the champion of the gas station episode. The gas station snacks. Mm, That's a throwback. That's for the Charlie Bud out there. Yeah, it's for the real, the true day (laughs) oneer. So, yeah. Um, Do you guys have any preference on how you want to start this? Maybe we each talk about our teams a little not so well just kind of do an overall summary pick by pick sure for sure that sounds good uh i can go first if that's okay i'll say yeah, um go for it. from yeah okay from last year the biggest problem i thought my team had was the quarterback play i think my starter was kirk cousins so i snagged in like the seventh round um because i waited too long to get a quarterback to get one of those stud quarterbacks so something i did this draft was like prioritize getting one of those top guys um so i started off my draft with nick chubb and then deandre swift and then right in the third round i grabbed russell wilson I uh, went back with Corin Sutton. Then I grabbed another stud quarterback who I'm very excited about with Trey Lance. Uh, I got Darnell Mooney, Cordero Patterson, Devonta Smith, Traylon Burks, Marquise Brown, Dawson Knox, uh, Cleo Herbert, the Bucks defense, Christian Watson, and Jared Goff. Some weaknesses I see with my team still at the running back position, potentially. I mean, Nick Chubb is not like – I mean, an end-all, be-all RB1, and then DeAndre Swift is kind of a risky pick, or not, uh, a little bit riskier of a running back. Um, And then, obviously, with receiver, I don't have, like, a dominant wide receiver one. Cortland Sutton's, like, going to be, hopefully, this breakout receiver, um, but you never know. Yeah, I like it. Just do it outside. Great summer. You and Pat, you both went uh, two quarterbacks in the first six rounds. Was that something you had talked about doing yourselves before? Or it just worked out that way? Uh, I'd say it kind of just worked out that way. You know, it's nice starting with Josh Allen uh, pretty early. Uh, so that kind of sets you back. Kind of, You kind of put quarterback out of in the back of your mind. But then, you know, I know Pat usually gets stuck with bad quarterbacks. So I wanted to kind of get mm-hmm. quarterbacks mm-hmm. out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I saw, you know, somewhat of a drop after Kirk Cousins. With like what the next being like Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Baker, you know, a little bit of a drop there. So I just wanted to grab a guy. I don't know. That's nice filling up the roster spots. Sure. Makes your team look sure, right. Connor, I I got a few questions here. Yeah, sure. Um, Antonio Gibson, um taking reps with the punt team. Mm-hmm. Ken Walker Antonio Gibson. Having, having surgery on a hernia. Uh huh. Um yeah, thoughts. Yeah, you know what? Hey, <laughs> many teams deal with adversity, um, and the whatever the Stefan Diglets are. Uh, yeah, that's no a different. good name, by the way. Yeah, Connor, I want to talk about that. That's <laughs> probably the biggest change for you is this name. It's uh, not a food. It's not a food alliteration. Do you think that's going to confuse your team, or do you think it's going to boost the morale? You know what? We've been playing for second a lot lately. You know, and I've come to realize if we're just competing out here, you know, just slapping our dicks around trying to get second place, we're not really getting anything done, right? So I thought, wide sweeping changes. We're going to be the Stefan Diglets. No more of this food crap, and we'll see how it change. You know, I could change it back though to another food plan. Now back to my running back situation. Uh, if I'm being honest, Antonio Gibson uh, is tough right now, holding that bag. Uh, he's on the punt team, and I, I don't, and he's not even like returning on the punt team. He's like blocking on the punt team. He's an up man. Kick slide. He's like yeah, kick sliding. I, yeah, he's kick sliding. Yeah, so that's, that's not worried. I was trying to remember that. I was like, not great. But, uh, I think all great players, you know, when you have a great player, you just try to get him on the field as much as possible. So that, that's probably what Ron, Ron Rivera is doing. Uh, 
you know, I'm trying to sell them right now, but I'd say the value on Gibson is pretty low. Uh, we'll get back to on that. And in terms of Ken Walker, uh, not a, it was not a sports hernia. It was, I don't know if that's better, but I guess it's a regular hernia. Should be back for week one. Might make t- getting the starting job a little tough, but, uh, you know, not great. Not great, but we'll, we'll adapt. We'll figure it out. Definitely looking for some, some depth, though. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, DJ, how, yeah, how do you think uh, this team's looking? Yeah, I'll run through it. I mean, it was obviously great starting with Debo for a seventh and Jalen Hurts for a tenth. It's hard to argue with those keeps. Very strong start. And then uh, I knew I wanted – I picked the four spot before because I knew I wanted – like I didn't care really how elite of a running back, but I wanted a reliable running back first. So I got that with Najee Harris. I think he's going to be really good this year and just someone I can rely on for the whole season. Don't think he'll get hurt too bad. Knock on wood. And then came back around. I got my guy, Kyler Murray. Very excited about that. Him and Jalen Hurts being my, the main two quarterbacks. Going to be hopefully guaranteed 40 every week for the most part. And then I got story. the link up with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown the next round. So that was really nice. And then came back around. I think my next one was J.K. Dobbins. And this is a little bit of an interesting one because I didn't – well, I didn't draft Debo last year. But Debo also had a season-ending injury and then came back and was the way he was last year. So I'm hoping we can get a little Debo action out of J.K. Dobbins this year. And then the rest, I mean, Darren Waller was the best tight end available when I got him, and I'm actually pretty excited about that. And the rest of it, I don't know, just picking best available. Boston Scott, you know, he's probably not going to last on the roster for too long. (laughs) Alan Alan Lazard fighting for that wide receiver one spot in Green Bay. Hopefully he'll be a good pick later down the road. And, yeah, other than that, nothing too exciting. Sure. Now, you had told me – about a week before the draft, you had either your like first four or five rounds kind of kind of mapped out with who you wanted. Um, how many of those players that you had planned out did you end up getting? Uh, I actually honestly on up until AJ Brown, so the first three worked out exactly how I wanted it to. So oh. Harris, Murray, and AJ Brown. Yeah, not bad. I was hoping a uh, like a Kittle would be around, or like uh, not a Kittle, just a higher like a higher end tight end would be around in the fourth round, but that didn't work out. So I just went another running back. Well, Kittle almost made his way to the sixth, where you took Waller. I think I was taking two picks yeah. earlier. I think I was thinking Mark Andrews or Kelsey, but that was too ambitious. So whatever. No, Andrews did not last long. Oh yeah, Andrews, no chance. No. So, yeah. Um. Uh, I'll be quick with my team. Started a good draft all around. Um, Travis Etienne at the last pick in the fourth round, I think, is my best value. Um, glad I got Trevor Lawrence in the eighth. I think he might have a big year. He was kind of the the last kind of quarterback. In- drop off. Um, yeah, outside of that, nothing too too special, really. So, uh, Ryan, I wanted to, yeah. ask, I wanted to ask Ryan for that one sure. overall. Was there ever a doubt that it wasn't Christian McCaffrey? Did you ever think about anybody else leading up to the draft? Uh, in like May, there was. Um, well, I didn't know where I was picking him, but then like, I don't know. I'm kind of just like, I I just have a feeling McCaffrey's gonna have a good year. I guess they'll he'll, he'll stay healthy. Okay. Um, I, I mean, in training camp, he's still like obviously the best player on the field at any given time so oh yeah it's getting into fights with the patriots too i like that <laughs> yeah have you guys seen that they couldn't stop no, fighting yeah that's crazy a fan got hurt <laughs> what a fan got injured kind of... yeah Damn. They, they fought on the bleachers for one of their fights yeah was mccaffrey in that fight i'm not sure he wasn't like the instigator it was two other guys but oh, okay. yeah do you think there's any truth to the Mac Jones saying "Hold my nuts, bitch"? Or is that oh, I didn't see Max that. said that? Wow. <laughs> that I don't know if there's if that's true or not, but that was definitely reported that that happened. Where's that? Story? Is that Rappaport saying that? <laughs> I I don't remember. That's why I don't know if it's true. Okay. 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 All right. Well, hey, as my QB3, I wouldn't mind having Mac with a little fire in his ass. Hmm. All right. All right. So, uh, I guess let's start. The first five picks off the board were all running backs. 
all the top tier running backs. Uh, do you guys have any strong strong takes on the order in which they were taken, or do you think they're all just kind of of the same tier and value, and nothing too nothing stands out too much? Um, I thought it was a little interesting, Evan going with, or you know, Evan going with Derrick Henry over Eckler. Uh, or Najee kind of going for like, especially after the injury, going for like the heavier workload run guy as opposed to like two stud pass catchers, mm-hmm. uh, especially in half point. I thought that was a little interesting, but uh, outside of that, I thought it was pretty pretty chalk. Yeah, I agree. The only th- I was thinking Dalvin Cook or Najee at that point, but I just took Najee because Dalvin Cook, you never know when he's going to go down. Okay. I think Najee's a way more exciting player than Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I mean, coming from a former Dalvin Cook owner. That's fair. <laughs> and then Kyle goes Devontae Adams, number six. That's a good thing. Followed by Kamara, Mixon, and Chubb. Um, do we think Adams is the top guy out of those four? Or do you think one of those running backs could, could replace them? Mm. I mean, given the – I guess, is there any certainty with the Kamara suspension? Yeah, I think – well, they're saying it's going to get pushed off until 2023. Yeah. Okay. I guess if we had that, like – He won't be punished. Yeah, I guess if that's we had that in, like, that's probably in more solid writing, I'm sure Kamara would probably be above Adams. But I guess there's still maybe some uncertainty with that. But – I mean, I guess it's – I don't know what pick Adams went last year, but I know he went so first round. I think was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess now with Derek Carr, six seems a little high for me. I think I would rather have Kamara or Joe Mixon above um, him, but I think I would rather have Adams over Chubb for me personally. Nice. Mm, yeah. And then Connor, um, Stefan Diggs at 10. Was he a guy you were eyeballing, or did he kind of just fall into your lap there? Honestly, to be honest, I was I was kind of mocking with a, like a Nick Chubb or Kamara coming to me and then just stacking up on running backs on the turn. I think on the drive there, you know, between stoplights, I ran a mock of with Stephon Diggs as the number one. Uh, just kind of feel out that, and then that kind of worked out that way. Uh, yeah, kind of just worked out that way. I felt like the next guy, Aaron Jones, wasn't really worth, um, worth a first-round pick, so I thought Diggs would be solid, you know. Getting a stack there with Diggs and Allen always helps. Uh, yeah, I was happy with how it worked out. Sure. Uh, Cooper goes Tyreek Hill, 11. Um, no no complaints there. Good player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to spend a little time talking about the uh, the back of the first John Lombardo's. Yeah, you do want to talk about John? I thought we could mm-hmm. just skip that entire No, it's a car crash. Well, yeah. we should spend some time on Hard it. to I... not talk about it. So he goes Keenan Allen at the back of the first. Um, I mean, it's a polarizing pick. I just don't know if Keenan Allen's a, a polarizing player anymore. Well said. I, well I think said. If, if he reached for like, T. Higgins or, uh, I don't know, A.J. Brown, I think you can see more upside there. Mm-hmm. I I just don't know if Keenan Allen has the juice anymore. Yeah, if he had gone for like a T Higgins or a, yeah, we were saying uh DJ Moore, AJ Brown, that would have seen more of like a get my guy kind of thing. The mm-hmm. Keenan Allen pick more seems of like I need to have at least somebody catching the ball, so I'll draft yeah. anybody. Uh, you know, seemed a little bit of a reach, but you know what? I don't know what John's draft board looked like. Maybe he was his top wide receiver. Maybe he was pumped about getting his top wide receiver. Uh, you know, I guess we gotta wait till draft uh, game one, and then and then Mark Andrews. I don't mind the pick. Um, oh my god, the White Sox are down nineteen to five. Nineteen to five. Nineteen. Yeah, I took the money line. Okay. okay. Holy cow! I only took that, but all right, back to the draft. Um, yeah, I don't I don't mind Andrews at the top of the second. Um. But I think when you when you don't grab a top tier running back with that first pick, it leaves you really thin for your next two picks, where again you don't go running back. 
I mean, and that's certainly reflected in John's team with his RB1 being uh, A.J. Dillon, followed up by a Kevin Harris slash Damian Harris. And <laughs> I mean, three R- I mean, he only has three RBs, and none of them, I would say, I mean, A.J. Dillon is what you make safe. of it. But Oh, no, he's got, he's got Henderson, too. But, yeah, not particularly safe guys. Yeah. Kelty talked to me at the end of the draft and said, like, round 15, and was like, is Daryl Henderson gone? <laughs> like, he was looking for Daryl Henderson in the 15th. Yeah, that was a shocker. I think that's the uh, the pick of the draft that maybe has the most question marks around it. Where did he take Daryl? Uh, back of the fifth. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> maybe wow. maybe another get my guy kind of pick, but <laughs> yeah, I can't can't see them being high on John's board. It's strange because you never really know John's draft strategy, but then I feel like he takes kind of like random players. Like Daryl Henderson, I, I, I feel like he had no connection to him last year. Like, I guess Rodgers is always his guy, and I guess yeah. Thielen. Yeah. Yeah, Keenan Allen. I didn't know that was a John guy either. Seriously, that's what I'm saying. Just like randomness. Yeah, it really did just seem random. I feel like John. I feel like John has a tendency to 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 walk out of drafts with suspect running running backs. Yeah. If you look back to last year, he had let's see, he drafted Derrick Henry, Kareem Hunt, AJ Dillon, Trey Sermon. So really, kind of just two running backs. He drafted four running backs in total. I feel like John likes to walk into a fire and say, "I don't care." I think he's just fine <laughs> doing whatever. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. So Cooper goes Aaron Jones. With his first pick in the second round, um, and then Connor takes a bit of a reach. I don't think it's a reach, but definitely an upside play with Javante Williams for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's got all the talent in the world, and I think kind of similar to Jonathan Taylor last year. Um, like he had Marlon Mack in front of him, or not in front of him, but. Split reps, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I think eventually the talent um, will take over, mm-hmm. and we'll see Javante as top two running back. Yeah, that's the hope. That's the hope. The Swift. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Seems like Wait. What did you say? Oh, sorry. Yes. DeAndre Swift in the second round. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything to say about that? Or? <laughs> I mean, no. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm going really here. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love the play. I had him last year. I thought he was uh, great. He had some injury problems. And then his usage with uh, Williams behind him, or when he came back, there was a lot of talk about him getting more usage from the coach. But then I felt like we never actually got to see it. Um, I guess there were still obviously some injury concerns. But going into this year, I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that's just like, I mean, he's so talented. He's so fast and such a great pass catcher. I feel like he's going to be so swift. Yeah, truly a difference maker. Um, very excited with, very excited to have him again. Um, I guess I'll open up the board here for the rest of the second round. Anything that catches your guys' eye or anything you want to comment on? Let's see. Let's take a look here. I mean, I'll say Matt taking T. Higgins. That's kind of like to be his one. That's uh, mm-hmm. not not saying like don't like to pick, but you know, it was just you know always just safer options on the board going with T. Higgins. I mean, I think it could definitely have big upside, but like a guy who's not the one on the team. I feel like that's always interesting. Like having the two trying to be your one. Interesting to see how that will play out. Um, and then I know Kevin was sweating over that Leonard Fournette pick. But I feel like yeah. it's I, DJ. I know you had Lenny last year. I feel like Lenny will Lenny will be fine this year. Uh, yeah, he shouldn't have too much of a drop off. In the receivers haven't changed much in uh, Tampa Bay. They'll probably use him the exact same. He was just a he was a reliable like fifteen for most of the year. Oh, yeah, what did he finish as last year? He was like a top ten running back, right? I think so. Yeah, no, Lenny was awesome last year. I was I was worried 
they use him too much in the past. For as big as he is, they use him a lot in the past game. So that's probably where a lot of his points come from. And like, no one sees that coming on defense from. Yeah, definitely. I was worried Evan might take Lamar instead of Mike Evans. Mm. Um, I was glad to get Lamar. Think he's gonna have a good season. Um, I mean, that's the thing. The third round. I'll go ahead, DJ. Well, yeah, it's going into the third round, but that's the thing we can talk about is Evan not settling for Matt Ryan and Daniel Jones this year. Very true. And taking oh, yeah. Pat Mahomes in the third. And Prescott in the fifth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not settling for me. Ryan, is it okay that you're not going to have Mahomes this year? Are you, are you all right with that? Yeah, he he got a little too corny for me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't think of anything specific, but – I don't know. He's just kind of like – he just kind of annoyed me a little bit last year. Like he – I don't know. I just – I want someone with, with some more grit, I think. That's fair. DJ, you had Lamar last year, right? When did you take Lamar? Uh, I took Lamar in the second because Cooper looked me in the eyes last year and took Kyler Murray. Mm. I think that was the second. And I was – I don't know. It was a little bit of a – I picked him the four last year too. And so I took Lamar at the same spot. And uh, I honestly was not happy with him last year. Well, he got hurt. Yeah, but I wasn't upset when he. Was, I wasn't upset when he was out. But like when he did play, just the inconsistency is always there with him. Oh, in terms that's of fair. points. Yeah, that's well, fair. I hope I get a good year. <laughs> uh, I thought Matt getting Zeke at the three oh seven. Say what you want about Elliott, whether he's still got it or not. Um. You know, for the offense he's on, for the volume he's going to get, I think that's a good value pick. I agree. Yeah. Definitely agree. Yeah. Terry McLaurin, Russell Wilson, um, Connor, Dave Montgomery. Yeah, you know, kind of getting a little Javante with a little uneasiness, you know, kind of like a high upside guy. You'd want David. Good old David, at least being a little more reliable. You know, he's the one. I know Khalil Herbert had a great season last year, but when Herbert was back, Montgomery was, like, clearly put back in the driver's seat. I know it's a new new coaching staff, so you don't know how much they like Monty, but it seems like through uh, Ryan Poles' actions or lack of actions, it seems like he's more interested in a running game uh, as opposed to the pass game. Uh, so at least we'll, we'll see how that goes, but – I know. It'll, it'll give me a better reason to watch the Bears games, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Cooper, Josh Jacobs, John goes Stafford and Rodgers with a 3-4. The heck, yeah. Um, you know, interesting draft strategy. <laughs> it, mm. It's tough picking on the turn. You got to kind of throw average draft position out the window. You got to get your guys when they're available. Agreed. And, uh, John did that. Oh, he did. Cooper with Most Kyle Pitts. Didn't. Cooper and Kyle Pitts, I think that's that's a great Cooper pick. You know, he's always targeting those freak athlete, high, high upside guys. Mm-hmm. Um, college highlight tapes. No, I got no idea. Be a good fit on, on Team Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing to... That stands out too much. Did, well, is Ryan, that Kelty? What's that? Ryan here. Travis Etienne in the fourth. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll get to that. Did Kelty take Allen Robinson? I thought he, Mac. That's a good pick. Allen Robinson in the fourth. Yeah. yeah, I think he did. Well, not in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kelty has a nice little draft here. Well, so far, I like it. Honestly, yeah, his first four are like very solid. I like his picks. And then, uh, oh, Kevin with Derek Carr in the fourth round, mm. ahead mm. of Dak and Trey Lance. Yeah, very interesting. I kind of see. I that mean, I kind of see yeah, where Kevin's coming from. from. Mm. Interesting. Derek Carr has been like slowly getting more and more respect. I feel like from everybody. And playing better as time goes on, so we'll see if that trend continues. I feel like with Devontae Adams uh, now in the roster, with Hunter Renfro getting paid receiver money extended this year, so they're committed to him. 
uh, and Darren Waller, I don't see a way Derek Carr really can mess that up too bad. Yeah, he's I got the I weapon. See that, I guess. But I guess you could also say that, like, I mean, an obvious other pick would be like Kirk Cousins, obviously, as Justin Jefferson, which is like, you know, they're pretty even receivers, for, at least fantasy wise. And me personally, I would say Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. And, you know, Connor was able to get him in the, I think, the sixth round. Um, yeah. So I just think Kevin might have, well, I guess we'll see. You know, as a previous Derek Carr owner, uh, it's kind of tough to watch. He's always angry. He always looks upset. And kind of when you watch the games, you're always angry and you're always upset. You just feel like, like, why is Derek Carr still playing football? I feel like he's like, I feel like his, over the past years, his respect has gone like kind of down in the league. I mean, there was a point where we thought Derek Carr was like literally the next best great quarterback in the league. Like his second year, he signed a, he signed a contract to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Uh, with Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, I feel like, you know, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting year to watch. And I, I'd like to see Derek Carr be better, but I just, I, I don't look, I don't have confidence in Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, so Evan takes Deontay Johnson with the, the 411. And I, I had not predicted Deontay being available for me to pick in the fourth round at all. So I was, I was thinking about taking him if he got to me, but I was hoping ETN got to me. So I'm glad to take ETN. Um, DJ, you want me to comment on this? I think yeah, it's just he missed a year. James Robinson is still one of the running backs. James I, James Robinson tore his Achilles and that is so, year. And so did uh, so did Cam Akers. Does Evan also have James Robinson? Is that right? I think. Yes, he does. Yeah, so Evan is the Achilles heel of the league, quite literally. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just we'll saying. Going back to, to ETN. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not too worried about James Robinson. It, it's a new new coaching staff. True. I don't think – I think they're going to try to get their, their young first-round pick, uh, get him involved. I think he's healthy from the, the foot injury. And then – you know, you got the Clemson connection with Trevor Lawrence and ETN. Um, I didn't even think about that when I was drafting it, but it's a nice little storyline now. But, yeah, um, I think just the way the draft went, it's a good mm-hmm. good value after the running back tier break. Jesus, 21 to 5. All the White Sox? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a slaughter. Sounds like a football squad, yeah. Well, they probably had a position player going in the in the back half. Yeah. Um, DJ with Clyde Edwards Alaire in the fifth round. Are you are you excited? Content? <laughs> are you wish you could have got think, more? I don't think I the word exciting at. could be used with uh, uh, Clyde well, Edwards Alaire in the same see. I am straight face emoji there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a flex when I need one, when the receiver isn't playing well. I'm not I don't plan on making my team around Clyde. It's just he's a starting running back in the NFL, and I thought he was good to pick up when I did. Are you, are you wishing you could have gone a different direction, or are you, are you still content with that pick? Where I was in the pick, and, like, a lot of my draft was around the fact that I had uh, Debo kept in the seventh and A.J. Brown drafted in the – like, I had two really good wide receiver ones, so I'm like, let me just get some running backs to, like, try and compensate up for that. So, yeah, looking at the rest of this uh, fifth round here, I am okay with the uh, Clyde pick, so we'll see how that goes. I'm not excited about it, but it, I, I'm all right. I can sleep at night. Okay, okay. Um, Elijah Mitchell, Jerry Judy, Brady, Dalton Schultz, um, and then Patty kind of touched on this Trey Lance in the fifth. Mm. Sounds like you're excited about that. A lot of upside. Yeah. Super, super excited about that. Uh, I yeah. whispered, it was a little behind the scenes, behind the curtains. I whispered to Connor before making this pick, and I thought, it's Trey Lance, the guy I take here. And Connor kind of gave me a stank face um, upon me telling him and said, for my team, uh, it might not be the best pick. It might be a little risky. But then it turned out he, in fact, wanted Trey Lance, which only validated the pick more for me. So mm-hmm. I am, uh, I was just about skipping up to that draft board. Yeah. Well, that's good. So Gibson, Amari Cooper, um, Daryl Henderson, the fifth, 
we've touched on that. And then I think a nice a nice bounce back, a nice fit for Team John, Adam Thielen. I like the pick. Round. That's a solid pick. I like the pick. I think he's going to be a good fit in that locker room. Um, and then Cooper with his mobile left-hander, Tua. Um, I don't hate it. For first yeah. quarterback, I think it's a little risky, but. Yeah. Me I personally, I would not, not love having Tua as my, my number one quarterback. Yeah. You give, give him Tyree Kill, but, I mean. I'm not talking about the most disrespected quarterbacks in the NFL. I think Tua is the most disrespected quarterback. Do you think uh, properly disrespected or? I don't know. I feel like he's had a tough deck of cards most of the year. I feel like, uh, you know, his past coaching staff didn't even really want him there. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think one, he's got... he has one pass over 30 yards completion. He what? He has one 30 plus yard pass completion. Hmm. Odell Beckham has two. Well, you know what? That's quite the stat. That yeah, that's why we put you on this podcast, DJ, to have those great stats at the ready. <laughs> see when that comes up with those stats, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, yeah, rest of the sixth round, I think some pretty good picks all around. Yeah, I like Mooney, Edmonds, Gabe Davis, Kittle, and Waller. Good tight end value in the sixth. For sure. Um, I was looking at Amon Ra. Mm. Uh, Kevin snagged him right before I could. Evan Rashad Penny. It just seems like an Evan kind of running back. <laughs> Putting a lot, of, a lot of faith in his audience. Yeah, about it. The guy yeah. has not shown too much uh, reliability in his career. Mm-hmm. When he plays, he's great. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I think that's how uh, I think that's how Evan kind of likes to run his teams. I feel like just at least with the running back wise, he had didn't he have Chris Carson last year? I mean, he definitely yeah. can make I think, he, I yeah, think. just the old injured has yeah, been for certain. I think Lev Bell, he definitely had him at some point, right? <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine that's like the most Evan player I could think of, and just yeah, like, he took Lev right just... when he got to the to the Jets. He was all over him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and super excited, and then we'll just spend. I could see Rashad Penny as a player that we hear about the next the entire year as a uh, trade piece. That yeah, I, was, I was just about to mention, Evan likes to take shots on these guys in the draft and then come week – it could be as early as week two. Mm-hmm. When they're not working out, your trade inbox is going to start lighting up. Yeah, he's he's going to give Rashad Penny like just a way for practically a bag of nickels. I mean, anything, <laughs> any trade. I don't think he could. Evan, I don't think will offer a one for one trade because he can just always throw in the little sprinkle of Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. So seventh round highlights: Kelty gets his guy Tony Pollard. Um, I think it's a good pick for the seventh round. And the guy right after him, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, I had my eye on him. I just, you know, the way my draft worked um, would have been tough to find a spot for him. Um, Pat Cordero Patterson, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked DJ. Are you excited, straight-faced, or a little disappointed? Cordero Patterson is definitely someone I am, uh, you know, I think I'm excited for. I mean, I guess last year I had Mike Davis, and as a Mike Davis owner, Cordero Patterson was like my arch nemesis. It seemed like Mm -hmm. he was doing everything that Mike Davis wasn't. Um, Obviously, Cordero Patterson probably won't repeat what he did last year, being such like a dominant, just a player, literally doing everything on the Falcons offense. Um, I'm sure there'll be some regression, but I am – not straight face. I would say I'm a little bit excited for Cordero having him. I had him on some other teams, and he was definitely fun. Um, it's kind of like a flex, you know, definitely a flex, solid flex player. Yeah, sure. And then Connor Elijah Moore. Yeah, I think um, Elijah Moore. Uh, kind of wanted him last year. Uh, I feel like I wasn't able to pick him up. I feel like Kevin hopped on the Elijah Moore train earlier than me. Uh, but I think Elijah Moore, you know, he's been talked up since like his draft. I, I know draft Twitter was all over Elijah Moore. 
Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think I think he's got all the intangibles. Quarterback issues in uh, New York, I'd say. Read some articles about Joe Flacco looking great in camp, and you know you don't really want to see a lot of those articles right now. But I think Zach Wilson, <laughs> whenever he figures it out, uh, you know, in his off the field issues as well, I think once he focuses on football, you know, maybe matures a little. Oh, I man. think he could have a really good, really good connection there, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. No, that's all. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll open this up for rounds eight and nine. Um, anything that stands out to you guys? Um, Evan Harris in the in the eight. That's a head scratcher. Uh, I. Kevin was not in my mocks. Kevin Harris, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, actually, I. Now that the draft's done. I want to share what happened. So if anyone didn't pick up, so Matt was going to keep Damian Harris in the fourth round, which had question marks off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we get to the draft, the keepers are on the board. And I don't know if Matt just now realized or if they didn't tell us earlier, but he, he like messaged me privately. He's like, is it too late to change my keepers? On draft day? Maybe five minutes before. Yeah, probably printing out his sheets and was like, where is Damian (laughs) Harris? Why is he not in the top ten? Matt left his sheet at my house. He wrote out the name of every player. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. It's a beast. Anyway, so he texts me. He's like, is it too late to change keepers? I just say, Harris, question mark. And he's like, (laughs) yes. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. He's like, okay, just don't make it too obvious. I just walk up there and take it off. And I thought I put it I thought I put it back where it was, but someone said they found it on the back of the QB sheet. Mm. So maybe Matt Matt just wanted to hide it to not leave a trail. Just hide but the shame. Know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh the one pick, one of the picks I would like or I thought was interesting was TJ Hawkinson, I think in the eight. Yeah, that's I, don't know, I thought TJ had a lot of – I thought he had a lot of hype coming into this year. And, like, definitely – I mean, I know when he first broke out, it was, like, people were really excited about TJ. And then, I mean, it seemed like kind of in general there was a lot of tight ends falling, like with George Kittle. But then I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Hawkinson falling that far. Yeah, I, I mean, think especially was... taken before Zach, Hurt, Zach Ertz, uh, especially, and Dallas Goddard, I would say. I think last year he was getting a lot of hype, and this year, for whatever reason, maybe the emergence of Amon Ra and DJ Shark, I guess he's not that um, – people aren't that excited about him this year. But I, I think in the eighth round, you know, he's probably going to be a top eight tight end. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's what you're looking for in the eighth round, but I don't, no, I don't hate the pick. That's a He fell for sure, I think. I just, yeah, I think it's a great pick. The way tight ends were – I just felt like this whole draft, I thought tight ends were kind of forgotten about for the most part. Yeah. Just, it felt like a weird tight end draft, in my opinion, but I don't really no, even know. I agree. And Tyler Lockett, without Russell Wilson all the way in the eighth, I mean, Tyler Lockett's getting old. That's That makes sense to me that Tyler Lockett's not a, on people's lists anymore as a top guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's still a talented guy, though. I think, I think he might be getting a little too much hate, to be honest. Mm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see with the QB regime in Seattle how any receiver there does. Where did DK go this year? Fourth round. Fourth round? Yeah. That's fair. Um, DJ, is that a, a negative? A negative thought on the the Seahawks QB room, <laughs> even though they have uh, yeah. They do have well, the same. Uh, I mean, the, the undeniable QB one. It currently went down. Is down with COVID, and so it looks like Geno Smith is going to be in the driver's seat at right. least for you week. You have one. your finger on the Drew Lock news <laughs> pulse. You know I exactly have what's back going back. on in that camp. I have, I have put an undisclosed amount of fab aside, committed <laughs> to Drew Lock. <laughs> okay. Um, Robert Woods falling the... to the eighth was interesting to me. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. A lot of question marks, I would say. A lot of question marks at uh, Tennessee. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they'll be that good this year. I don't know. Vrabel's a good coach, but. I don't know. I didn't think the Titans were that good last year, and they were the number one overall team. So I don't know. I mean, A.J. Brown made it work because he was, like, a freak athlete and just, mm-hmm. like, literally no, could not be tackled. And I don't think mm-hmm. Robert Woods is that type of player. I mean, he's um, a tree. At all. He's not yeah. Bad. It's like, you know, it's you run a bunch with Derrick Henry and don't throw a deep ball when the offense is sleeping. And I just think Robert Woods is that type of player. Um, yeah. All right. DJ, uh, Drake London. Just taking a shot there. Or you really believe in the guy? I think it's been a thing. If I'm remembering correctly, I know one of my rookies I took uh, killed the person and when intoxicated. But Whew. it's been a thing every year. I take a rookie, take a shot on one, and uh, Drake London was that guy this year. And I think, I mean, I usually go not with the number one projected, but on my sheet, he was the number one rookie on there. And I, I usually try to. I was looking at him or Chris Olave, who also went this round to Kyle. Oh, Chris, Chris Olave. Chris Ola, how do you say it? Are you going to go to Olave Garden after this? <laughs> it's it's Olave, I think. Chris Olave? All right, well, yeah. pardon my not knowing of that. But, uh, Drake, sorry, but anyway, Drake Landon, uh, he, yeah, this <laughs> fell to me this time, and I, I'm like, you know what? Take a shot, good time, why not? If he busts, if he breaks out, I'll have good keeper value for him. So if we do that, that's a whole other discussion. I think it'll be interesting with Drake London. I mean, last year with Kyle Pitts, you know, you get excited because you think he's the only guy in town, and then you watch the town. You know, he's the only guy on TV, but then you get to the TV and you see that Matt Ryan's throwing, and that didn't work out with Kyle Pitts. And now I think we have a downgrade at quarterback with Marcus Mariota uh, for Drake London. So I I know there's two weapons now that there's Pitts and London, so they kind of got a receiver room for him. Could be three, Connor. You want to talk about it? Could be three. Who's the third? Calvin Ridley? Yeah. yeah Could be I four with Cordero. Right. I mean, yeah. Calvin Ridley suspended indefinitely for $1,000 in DraftKings, but whatever. Ryan, you have my rookie from last year, Waddle. How are you feeling about that, Keep? Excellent. Right. I feel like what he did last year, like I, I kept thinking it was a little unsustainable. But I think he ended up breaking, like, the rookie receptions record. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I'm still not 100%, like, confident that he'll keep it up. I mean, obviously, in the ninth round as a keeper, I think it's worth it. But, yeah, um, optimistic but not fully 100% confident. That's fair. Yeah. Pat, I think Devontae Smith is a good pick, too, in the eighth. Yeah, I glossed back over at, that. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, I love that pick. I think uh, you know, a lot of lots being taken away from what he did last year with the acquisition of AJ Brown. I'm excited to have him. You know, Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. as whatever as a quarterback. You know, up in the air. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for him. Tony M's, uh, Burks and Velda Scaling. A lot of upside there. A lot of risk. Um, oh. Are those your guys? Are they just just taking a shot on them? Oh, my my Velda Scaling, I've I've had him in the past. I've I've had to pick him up to start him for a week, couple weeks, and he'll usually give me like eight points. So maybe with the new team he'll he'll find something. I guess, you know, there's still uncertainty about who's the one outside of Kelsey in uh, Kansas City. And I know you already took Juju was gone already at that point, so I thought you know, why not try to maybe do it? You know, I think he got paid the most out of all the receivers there. Um, so, yeah, definitely a dart throw. Definitely not a my, you know, not my guy, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Traylon Burke's definitely not uh, – definitely more of a shot in the dark, I thought. I mean, there. I don't think there's been really any good camp press from him. I think the first story was, like, he's out of shape or, like, not showing up. Um, so not a lot of great press on him, but – I mean, he's kind of like he, or he's the exact body type of AJ Brown. I feel like you know if they, he yeah. can figure it out, could be could be dangerous. Um, Kadarius Tony was taken by Matt a few picks prior, which I think is a good pick. If he was on the board for either of you guys, would he be considered? Tony definitely would have been my pick there. Uh, I had him last year, and I was thinking about 
Um, you know, I liked the like what he did last year. If Tony was there, I think I would have definitely taken him. Yeah, yes. I got sniped. I was gonna take that was gonna be the pick. Yeah, I, I think got sniped. Yeah, in agreement on that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, Matt. I think, I think he asked me on this. It was either Tony or some other some other guy, and I kind of gave him like a side nod. Yeah, Tony's your guy. Mm-hmm. I was gonna take Tony and not Drake London that round. I remember. Interesting, but he got me. A lot of keepers there. Into the eleventh. I see, I see JD McKissick for Team Almada. Um, yeah, I'm liking that more and there. more as I hear the news with the Gibson. Yeah, I mean JD McKissick. Watching the Washington games last year, whenever they were on, I just always know he's really good pass catcher, and he's used a lot. He's on the field a lot, whether he's utilized or not. So hopefully his production this year goes up with this Gibson news and uh. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And with the half point PPR, he is the pass guy. So, yeah, no, he is he is standalone standalone value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with if you hang on to him, bye weeks, injuries, him coming into that flex uh, pretty often. I want to go uh, back to uh, wait. I want to go back to round nine. Making fun of John a lot this draft, but Damian Pierce is oh, starting to like, could be a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Whether he knows that or not. Yeah, you never know. Um, you know, I I got Marlon Mack with the last in the fifteenth round. I'm not excited about that. Um, you know, Lovey Smith is their coach. I don't know Lovey's philosophy, but in general, old coaches I feel like seem to be very stingy about giving rookie running backs a lot of carries early on. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, in that first preseason game, Damian Pierce looked really good. So, yeah. I'm I'm hoping for John that he asserts himself into an every week player. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to the 11th, 12th round. Um, Connor Russell Gage. I'm guessing that's just kind of a oh, absolutely dart throw there. Definitely would have been better uh, before this positive Chris Godwin news is coming out and, and definitely Julio. before the Julio Jones signing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I know Brady had some talks to Russell Gage beforehand. Seemed like Brady wants Russell Gage there. I feel like Russell Gage's mm-hmm. never really seen much, got much respect around the league. So, I, you know, I hope we get something out of him. Yeah. Pat, um, with Dawson Knox, I think that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Do, do you normally um, – are you normally a late round tight end guy? I feel like in past years you've been well Travis Kelsey at the top of the top of the draft, but Yeah, most certainly. Uh I got Travis Kelsey off of a trade with Kyle a couple years back and then pretty much held on to him since then. For I think the last two years at least I've had Travis Kelsey and then I think honestly I've had him for the last three years. And it definitely feels strange seeing that uh great draft name on a different team other than mine. Um, but still, I love Dawson Knox. I think I got him in the 11th. Um, I felt like that was great value there. And not typically what I do, but I'm still happy with the player. Yeah, solid pick. Um, DJ, I'm going to open up to you. Is there anything, any players that you wish you could have gotten in these couple rounds here? Um, just give me your thoughts overall. In these specific rounds, uh, I mean, I guess I could have gone for – McCole Hardman is open to trade with any receiver. I'm looking at Chark. He just got hurt. <laughs> yeah, he just got carted off the field. But, like, I don't – I'm starting to forget – I mean, on the, I think on the round 12, I'm in the – that's an even round, so I think I'm on the back end. So, I was before – you took DJ Chark, right, Ryan? Right, Kieran. Kieran. So that's a Kieran player. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Kieran did. But, like, I don't know. There's just – right at these rounds, I'm just thinking, all right, who are some good twos and threes and whatever. And McCall Hartman came to mind. It's an open receiving core in Kansas City right now. He's the he's the next fast cat in, in there, so I feel like he could be running some type of plays. And so, you know, got carted off. That's fine. Whatever. I'm not too heartbroken about it. So, I, I like the Jacoby Myers-Evan pick. 
in the 11th. That's a good one, I feel like, for where it is. And I, I don't know. The biggest thing for me, I feel like, as a weakness is my, like, not wide receiver one and twos. I feel like I fall off after that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Trubisky, is that just a name play? Is that a uh, <laughs> well? Is there real confidence there? There, honest, honest to God, there is real confidence there. He, I still have. Yeah. Oh come on, yeah, I, I have. Good there. Torching the Bears in the one preseason game last year, and just I th- honestly think I want I want Mitch to succeed outside of the Nagy scheme because then it even proves further that that was the problem and not really the players. I've always believed in Mitch, and I think with Pittsburgh, he has a great receiving core down to like the second strings. The Steelers receiving core is really good, and um, I think he'll be protected. He's got a tough division, but uh, yeah, I actually I'm okay with the Mitch pick. He's just a QB three, so he's not going to really be a detrimental. I always have a QB three every year, so it's not taking up any on any roster space that wouldn't be used otherwise. Sure, and then counter Pat to wrap this up. I'll give you guys the same uh, same talking points. Anything you want to comment on at the end of the draft or uh, stuff you're Got your eyes on moving forward as the season gets started. Um, nothing too crazy, you know. Mac Jones, somewhat of an uninspiring QB three, but at least uh, you know coming in second year, maybe he could take a leap forward. Um, Rashad White, definitely, uh, kind of like a fat Lenny play if Lenny kind of starts, <laughs> kind of getting a little more out of shape or falling behind in camp. Maybe he's lost White. almost. Well, you know, maybe he if he could lose it all, he could gain it all back. So maybe he gains it all back and something falls out. Or maybe the coaches get mad at him for brushing his teeth on the sideline or something. But, you know, maybe he'll figure it out. And then Devontae Parker, I don't know. He, I could definitely see him being like a roster clog kind of guy. Like, just get like eight points week one and get like seven catches. And you're kind of just like, well, I don't know what's going on with him. But I think whatever. At the end, it's I'm whatever. Fine with taking it. Uh, for me, the I guess the last few picks I had, I was happy getting the Bucks defense, and then you know started to realize that already. I after the draft, I realized it took two rookie QB or wide receivers that both have not had great uh, camp news. But the pick I guess I was kind of excited about was Jared Goff. Uh, he was terrible last year, but he was kind of like an every week starter for me. And I think this week year I have a lot of faith in the Lions offense and. You know, I mean that Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift stack might be something. Uh, something people are going to be hearing about for the next couple of weeks. For the, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, Connor, uh, no tight end at <laughs> the draft. Pat Frymuth, uh taken ahead of you. What's yeah. The plan going forward? Are you looking on the waivers? Looking. You know, we're looking on the. Trade? Oh, we're definitely looking on the waivers. We're going for big, big breakouts here. Maybe some Albert Aguabana, some action. Maybe some Irv Smith, something like that. You know, big dart throws. But, mm-hmm. you know, kind of after, I guess, Darren Waller, George Kittle, if either of those guys had really come back to me, I think I would have taken out. But after that, I kind of just said, forget it. I'm not going to draft the tight end. And then, you know, I was, I was going to take Fryermuth with the 15th. I'm not salty about it. We'll, we'll adapt and we'll move on. Yeah. Yeah, I got Cole Komet in the 10th. I think he'll be a safe guy this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if 10th round is too early on him. I mean, if I, if I knew Frymouth was going to be in the 15th, then I would have waited a little bit probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I got one last closing thought, and then I'll open up to you guys for some final thoughts. Um, the last pick in the draft, in the NFL draft, is known as Mr. Irrelevance. In our draft, a man by the name of, I think, Bailey Gather was giant selection. <laughs> And I'm trying to fill in the rosters, and he's just not in the system. <laughs> so I think a noble candidate. One of the most Mr. Irrelevant I've Irrelevant. ever seen. It just raises I, a lot I of told... questions of, of what goes into John's pre-draft strategy that he just comes up with these names. These names to draft. There's like there's a Cowboys receiver on the waivers who's projected like nine points week one, and I'm I tell John I'm like. Dude, your guy's not in the system. Jalen Tolbert, I don't think he has yet. <laughs> or he picked up someone, but yeah, I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, I think it was a good draft overall. Always a great time. Are we uh, gonna rank these? Yeah. How about we do a, a team, a team power ranking? So, so someone will start at twelve, and then I guess we'll kind of do a linear draft all the way to one. Mm-hmm. I'll say I off. think tw- I think I think twelve is I think twelve is John. That's, twelve that's is reserved. Right. Twelve is reserved. I agree. I agree. I twelve is a John. Hmm. But after that, it gets tough. Well, I want to no, say I for mean... eleven, there's one person we really didn't talk about much, and I think for good reason this whole time is Kieran. Wow, you're gonna put Kieran that far behind? I mean, we. I mean, just looking at his team, it's an agent of averageness. His quarterbacks are good, sure, but then. I mean, James mm-hmm. Connors is RB1 right now. Or I guess Joe Mixon is. Joe Mixon is RB1, and then James Connors next up. He was used a lot, but I don't see him being a repeat, having the same year. Terry McLaurin's always scary. And I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how – Michael Carter is just like – I don't know why anyone's drafting Michael Carter. I just feel like that is like – we're just Kieran's draft. It kind of yeah. looks like – I mean, this looks like a draft board that could have been just some of the players. Like, I didn't even know Kenyon Drake was still in the league. Or, I mean, DJ Shark is just like – I mean, it looks like a board from, like, two years ago, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Kieran at 11. Any nominations for 10? Mm. This does get tough. I think everyone had a very decent draft. If I'm yeah, being uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna put Cooper there with. I think I was thinking Cooper. This is two. Okay. This is RB two. Uh, he's got two on Tannehill. Honestly, Cooper could be eleven. I think Cooper just doesn't yeah. have a, doesn't scream. It might be tough to go all the way down to three. We did our last three. You guys want to do a top three, maybe? Sure. Sure. So. Bottom three, we had John, Cooper, and Kieran. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go out and say that I I don't know if my team is a top three team right now. I think we need to wait a little bit into the season to see how we play out. So I'm willing to take myself out of consideration for that. Uh, I would wanna, also take myself out. Do yeah. we want to give Kelty a little consideration here? I do want to give maybe, Kelty. Maybe I was thinking you were, you were Kelty for the number three, Ryan, because it's hard to argue with Jonathan Taylor and McCaffrey, regardless of the rest of your roster, which is also good. You have Lamar as your QB1, but also Kelty just had a really solid draft the whole way around. I agree. I think Kelty could definitely be up there. I know ESPN Fantasy likes uh, Evan's team a lot. Yeah, they love Evan's team. What's up, Ryan? You said you're a big fan of Team Evan? I, yeah, but I was talking right now about – I was thinking you or Kelty for top three – for three or four and three and four, but I know we're not doing four, but I can't tell who put where. But well, Evan, I think props. Evan is – what's up? Let's give Kelty's props. Let's clap it up for Kelty. All right, well, what are we putting him? Uh, I'll put him at three. Put him at top he's three. He's in the hunt. He's in the hunt. Yeah. All right, he made the wild card. So, Kelty at three. All right. I mean, I'm just going to uh, go out and say, you can say whatever, but me and Evan are the, are the top two most projected points right now. You know what, DJ? That'll get headlines. I like that. <laughs> Do we want to say DJ one, Evan two, Kelty three? Oh, God. I'm not saying that, sure. Uh, sure, I would love to we put all the, that we pressure need the viewers on DJ on. and Evan. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to put that on him. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is sounding less yeah, like no. a power Yeah, Evan's the best. Well, like, this yeah, this the just best gives me some writing material for uh, the week one bulletin. Yeah, I think, Brian, I think, Ryan, I think you team. had a great draft, Brian. I think your team looks really good. I don't need these rankings. I've been doing this game long enough to know these guys don't know what they're talking about. Why? Why did this happen? You guys are getting none of my smiley face cookies after this. All right. I, I got places to be. Uh, wow. Cunningham's, good luck moving in. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Ryan, you'll be there tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow. Can't good. wait. DJ, best of luck at Loris. Thank you. And uh, to everyone listening, best of luck this year. Um, Connor, the episode we did last year got 80 views. Or 80 did, listens. Did it really? 
Wow. Apparently, wow. Apparently, I don't know how many are just like angry Mine and bots, Evan's got but... 60. Oh, wow. Well, we have more of an established audience, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right, DJ. I yeah, but that was our been... first one. That was our first one. We only brought in a little bit less than you. I'm just saying. Sounds like our takes were taken. Hey, you'll get there. You'll get there, kid. Get there. Hey, just keep working hard. <laughs> keep your head down and keep working, man. All right. <laughs> Great job, guys. Hopefully, I'll have this up maybe tonight. Hopefully, right. tomorrow. Uh, cut the beginning. Right. <laughs> I will. I will. All right. See you Adios. guys. Thanks for doing this. See you guys. Yep. See you.